It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, we are in week two of free agency, the week where the Cowboys dominate. How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm, I'm uh, excited to see uh, exactly uh, the the level of domination that the Cowboys uh, come through with uh, in week two of free agency. We we already got some names, some people we can actually talk about. I don't know if they're signings yet, but uh, they they seem that maybe they're yeah, signings. That Monday are morning after the first week of free agency is like when Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones they they just get all excited. They cannot wait to find value here in the bargain basement. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about some of the guys that the Cowboys are potentially interested in. Uh, and the first one is wide receiver Randall Cobb. Uh, this morning it was, I believe it was uh, Adam Schefter that reported, uh, the Cowboys are having Randall Cobb in for a visit, the former Green Bay Packers receiver. Uh, Landon, what was your initial reactions when you heard the news about Cobb? Well, I mean, I, it, it makes sense because, uh, you know, to a certain degree – you you lose a guy. I mean, we you know we've we've talked about that they lost a guy in the slot, you know, and, and, and they needed a guy who uh, either could play in the slot or you know more to what we were trying to to talk about with you know in the likes of of Golden Tate and that sort of thing, uh, a guy who could play inside outside, and and I think that that's what they got is they got a guy who uh, is you know has operated. Uh, Mostly out of the slot yep. for for his career, seemed to operate uh, a lot there uh, last season. But but I mean, he definitely has the ability to, to line up outside and, t- and take some take some routes all, all outside. And you know, I, you know, from uh, even just recently as last year, they had this guy kind of lining up, you know, all over mm-hmm. in different spots. Um, and and that's kind of he, Cobb has got a a career has made a career of kind of being a. You know, a gadget type player of sorts. You know, he was he was a college. It was uh, college. He was basically a guy that they just tried to get the ball to in any different way they could. He was a quarterback. Yeah, he was a highly rated quarterback in high school, if I remember correctly, too. Um, You know, and then he was he's explosive, and and and, you know, I don't know that that same uh, explosion still exists there. I mean, I think he probably still has some juice left, but I think it's more now that he's. Played in the league in a lot for a long time, and I think he's probably pretty savvy at, at you know reading defenses and, and knowing how to adjust. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting. To see. I think he's a different kind of player than Absolutely. Beasley is for sure. Um, I mean, so I, I, like I said, definitely not as much of a uh, 
water bug type guy, but I think you know he has uh, abilities that uh, there's a smoothness to his game. Uh, there's experience to his game, I, and I think again the ability to kind of line up all over is is something that I think probably appeals a lot to uh, Kellen Moore and the the guys uh, constructing this offense. All right, so right first now. of all, Randall Cobb has always been one of my favorite players in the league because I'm a I'm a sucker for those gadget receivers that can move all over. You can use them in the backfield. I remember mm-hmm. when Green Bay drafted him. Oh, back in 2011. Uh, they really first started to use him as like yeah. a running back. They they would be they give him carries in the backfield. Uh, they could get defenses in some weird looks. Um, so I, I have, I've always liked Cobb. So I'm going to kind of preface all this stuff with that. Um, I have a couple points on why I think this would be an interesting signing. And please feel free to chime in on some of these. Um, he's clearly not the same athlete he was earlier in his career. Over the last four years, he's averaging about 10 yards per catch, which is about the same as what Beasley has done. Uh, the difference between Beasley and Cobb, for instance, is I think Beasley has quite a bit more quickness, where Cobb is better after the catch. He's just oh, a little yeah. bit bigger, uh, and he his lower body's a little bit stronger, so he gives you a little bit more of that potential to make plays uh, after he catches the ball. Uh, where I find this move interesting is because he can do a lot of things that Beasley couldn't, right? We talked about how that role of Tavon Austin uh, was so important last year, but when he went down... They really had nobody to fill it, right? Cobb can give you some of those elements. He can play in the backfield. He can run the jet sweeps. He can be your kick returner and punt returner. Uh, we know Beasley was a punt returner last year, but Cobb is definitely a better punt returner than Beasley. So I, I think you could, if you do sign Cobb, you could have somebody that could potentially be a backup to Tavon or, or you know, even play on the field at the same time. So I think that's intriguing at, at least to a little bit. And finally, I like. I think I'm going to like the price. From what we've kind of heard, he's looking for a one-year deal around four to five million dollars, basically like half of what Beasley got. Uh, I think that's that's the right range for for him. So, any points or any follow-ups on any of those, Landon? No, I mean, I just yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, one of the things I loved about Cobb is that uh, he has been a man with no position. One of the things that I think. In, in the right. best way, you know, like they they use him kind of all over, and, and and when I say that he's a slot player, I mean if you look at his usage, uh, he plays all over in the slot, you know, like in in all kinds of different spots between the the two outside receivers and the tight ends, and then in the backfield at times. So, uh, you know, and, and then also, you know, you know, as a motion guy, tight end type. I mean, you know, they they use him all over. The the the, the thing that makes me excited really is that the Cowboys Absolutely, are interested in yes. this guy because, I, I I mean, I think that's if anything the, the most exciting thing about this is that the Cowboys are specifically interested in this guy because, look, he's not. Like uh, we don't want to lead you astray that like this is a Beasley replacement, or even a Beasley you know? upgrade. Like, because this I don't, guy I don't is, think he's this, upgraded, especially at this point. No. In Oh no no no! Absolutely not. I, I think he, there's there, there are things that Beasley does right. much better than this guy. I I to me what this is is they're changing the position. They're changing the the, the I think what they're looking for in their skill position overall. Y- you get a guy like Randall Cobb because you want to be more multiple, in my opinion. You know, like because you want to be uh you know you want to put some people in some in different spots and I think that that's where Randall Cobb is useful is that he's useful he's used to kind of you know motioning out of one spot into another and then uh uh you know being either taking the ball or do it you know that's the other thing too he's versatile he can he can give you some stuff as a blocker uh you know I, I just think that he's not 
we talked about the usefulness of having someone like Golden Tate would have. He's a little bit less refined version right, of I that. And, uh, and, and like, you know, a little bit, not as talented. I mean, Golden Tate's a little bit more of a, a more talented player at this point, at this point in their career, right? Like, I, I just think that, but, but Cobb, that doesn't mean that Cobb can't give you a whole bunch of value uh, just by being able to do a whole bunch of things and, be, you know, being deployed in an interesting way. And suddenly you've got Cooper and Gallup out in formation and, and, Cobb's coming uh, across the, the the formation in motion, and he's like just uh, taking a jet sweep. He's popping uh, uh, loose in his zone. Like I just think that th- having this guy on the team to kind of operate in any of the positions that you need filled, he's he's going to be extremely useful on game day as well because he's going to help you in special teams. Uh, I just think that having these kind of players who can do something with the ball in their hands, but can also line up in a in a variety of different. Uh, spots and feel comfortable running routes or doing you know, operating in a whole bunch of different spots. I, I think those players have value on on your team, uh, and it helps you move move around. It, what it does is that it gives you someone to move around in tandem with mm-hmm. Amari Cooper and and these guys that you want to try to get into different spots to, to try. All to right, get let's them talk open. about how he would fit into the offense. Assuming the Cowboys do sign him, uh, and again, I have no inf- inside information as to whether or not they will. But if they do agree to terms, what does this do for the rest of the roster at wide receiver? Does this mean that Alan Hearns is gone? Do you think they're going to sign Cobb uh, you know, in connection with Hearns? So basically, your top five receivers are Cooper, Gallup, Cobb, Hearns, and Tavon. Or do you think this means something else for the wide receiver core? Just tell me how you think things would shake out here. Uh, I think it's interesting because I, I think we, we should see – I think the money will kind of dictate you know exactly – what what's what here um i don't see any reason why you can't have i mean you may just have your wide receiver core set now i don't know like i mean it depends on if they want to go and draft a guy like you know they might potentially go and draft a guy but i mean it kind of feels like if you do this that i mean you've got You've got Cooper, you've got Gallup, you've got Hearns, you've got Austin, and you've got uh, Wilson, who they mm-hmm. like coming in uh, from there. So that's one, two, three, four, yep. at least, right? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, and then, then you have Noah five. Brown, so, who obviously they have uh, a role for. And Noah Brown, who they like. Yeah, so I, I, I wonder if they don't just, like, I mean, that could be your wide receiver uh, well, I think right it, there. It would, it I, I would make it that's... so unless they got outstanding value. So maybe if they're sitting in the third round and maybe a Debo Samuel falls to them, that would be a scenario. But I don't, I don't think yeah. it's going to force them to take an Andy Isabella in the second round or something like that if they go this way. I, I could see a scenario where, you know, a guy that we like, Penny Hart, if Penny Hart falls to them in the fifth or sixth round, Maybe that's a guy they grab and kind of groom, but I, I think this would almost ensure that they don't have to, they they don't feel the need to have to pick a receiver just because they need a receiver. And I think what this does is it gives them a, a you know re- reasonably versatile passing attack. Now you know I think you've got guys who can operate in the slot that are have size with with uh, with Hearns. I think you've got guys who can operate in the slot with quickness when you talk about Cooper. I think you've got guys who can uh, operate in the slot with, with uh, as a motion guy with smoothness, with, uh, with, uh, with savvy. And that's, I think, where a guy like Cobb will... You know where I think Cobb will really be useful is this is a guy who's coming from a Green Bay offense. What, what's the thing that we know 
I mean, there's lots of things we know about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, but what's the thing that that makes that makes Aaron Rodgers like so deadly or or so uh, uh, valuable as a quarterback? It's it's Absolutely. when he gets off schedule. You know, it's it's when he it's when he's able to to peel off or you know. I mean, they talk about how in Green Bay they have. Uh, I, I was listening to a a, a a podcast that had. Uh, Bakhtari on it, or I think it was Bakhtari. Maybe it was the, the right tackle, one of the tackles. And they talked about how they have uh, they have intentional plays where they intentionally let defensive ends get inside on them, so that because they know that they can push him inside, and then they have Aaron Rodgers roll out, and then they they'll play playground stuff. So uh, my point being, this is a guy who's Cobb, who's used who is a former quarterback himself, who is used to operating mm-hmm. off schedule, right? And I think one of the things that's really going to help. Uh, Dak is having another guy on on the field who understands how to play, uh, you know, broken play ball, you know, like off schedule ball. Randall Cobb's going to be a guy who can find a way to, to sit sit in zones, run away from coverage, to find a way to present a good target for Dak when he's when he's off schedule at times as well. I think that's one thing where, where Randall Cobb's experience and is going to be also Cobb is here. super tough. Uh, he's one of the better red zone receivers in the league for his size. I mean. He just has a, an ability to to make plays in the back of the end zone. He he's not afraid of contact. Uh, I, I I like him a lot. Uh, and one final note, kind of on this whole wide receiver thing, Alan Hearns has no guaranteed money this year. So the Cowboys, if they do luck into a, a Debo Samuel in the third round or something like that, they could cut Hearns in training camp and it wouldn't be a big deal at all. So just something to remember as we kind of talk about these wide receivers. All right, let's talk about the other guy that the Cowboys are having in for a visit, and that is uh, safety Clayton Gathers from the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I was reading a little bit about him this morning. I watched a little bit of tape. Uh, I kind of think he fits well. I'll I'll save my thoughts for a second, but I'll allow you to go first, Landon. What do you think about Gathers and potentially joining the Cowboys secondary? Uh, I mean, I think it's a great fit. I mean, this is... This is exactly the kind of signing that the Cowboys, you know, do. They find a guy who has experience in their system. He's coming from the Colts, which means that he's coming from Eberflus's mm-hmm. system. So clearly, he has some experience in playing the cover two situation. And frankly, I mean, last year was kind of a breakout Absolutely. year for him. I mean, he 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 really played pretty well, and and, and I think he ended up with almost ninety tackles, in twelve games, uh, which is pretty great. <laughs> I mean, in twelve games, so you know, I mean, that's pretty amazing. So uh, I, I think. You talk about a guy. He's six two. He's two twenty. Uh, his birthday is June first, which I, I'm just looking at Pro Football Reference, and, and that's <laughs> my birthday. Uh, so good. that's he's got he's got that going for him, which is awesome. It's also it's also Marilyn Monroe's birthday, so uh, if that matters at all to anybody, which it doesn't, uh, I'm just I'm just uh, no. But I think he's a guy. You know, look, he's a big body. He's it's almost uh, linebacker you know, size. When you're when you're talking about six. Well, yeah, I mean, that's think about the, the position that he's playing. I mean, he's specifically a strong safety in these in these cover three, cover one, uh, of, you know, kind of systems where he basically right. is a linebacker. He's like a fourth linebacker on the field, and, and so that's one of the reasons that you know you need. Uh, that's why I, I mean, I, the idea of them having a interchangeable safety situation to me. Is is nice to know, like it's nice to hear. But I mean, if you're playing so much cover one and cover three, your linebacker is basically in the box the whole time, and it needs to be linebacker size. And Jeff Heath is, you know, right on that border of being kind of big and physical enough to do that job, right? He's yeah, 
he's six one. He's probably two ten, right? I mean, he's probably you know that size. This guy's this guy's got a little bit more size to him. Uh, he is a little bit more of a, of a seemingly a uh, you know a run player, or or that's playing the run seems to be where his strength is. Um, you know, as, as you can tell, as a tackler, uh, he's really very well mm-hmm. liked by this team teammates and and and, and um, is is seems to be the kind of guy that uh, is is probably going to take on the uh, 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 the Barry Church kind of role you know like a, like a, the strong safety emotional leader of the defense who can give you some special teams as well uh, and and I think again it allows someone like Jeff Heath who I just think that he's a great Absolutely. third 100% safety. Absolutely, I agree with that. Yes. Like, you know, like, and, and special teams guy, I, just, I think anything more than that, it's bad. Uh, it's it's it, he gets exposed, and I, I don't mind starting him for you know like like you like we talked about before we got on the air. I don't mind him starting like a couple games if, if Gaither's you know the one thing that we talked about with Gaither's that is an issue is injury stuff. If, if Gaither's gets hurt and misses a couple games, I don't mind rolling with Heath for a couple games. But the, but over the se- season long, he gets exposed, and I think that this guy can help alleviate some of that as a little bit bigger, more physical player. Uh, uh, I think this is a guy who can bring you a little bit more and, and run defense to a little bit more umph in there. So, uh, and, and a guy who is, you know, despite being having been in the league for five years, he's you know he's still really young. He's twenty six years old, uh, about to turn twenty seven. So he's I think he's still got some of his best football. Yeah, you made a lot of great points there. I, I'm just going to touch on a couple things. First of all, I agree with your assessment on Heath. I think he's definitely better as a third safety. I think he gets worn down, and I think that's partly due to just how many snaps he plays in a game. Right. Well, special teams, you know, he, he, yeah, God, think about how many right, snaps he plays all plays. game long. So nuts. if you can keep him as a third safety who can play both strong and free, I actually like him a little bit better as a free safety, but I think that makes sense. Uh, Gathers is, you mentioned, universally liked by his teammates, uh, a pretty good athlete for a guy of his size. Uh, he's just going to make a bunch of tackles, and he is going to fly around it, around the football. You're going to want him you know, within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Uh, I, I really like him. Um, I think I was talking to uh, an Indianapolis Colts uh, blogger, and he said, you know, this is a guy that continually got better over the you know the first four years of his career, uh, and now the Colts are just trying to weigh how much do they want to pay him because uh, they like him when he's when he's on the field. They just worry about his health kind of stuff. They really like Malik Hooker as their free safety. Uh, they brought Mike Mitchell in last year to be the strong safety, and he played well. Uh, so they're just kind of in flux on what to do here with Gether. So if the Cowboys could sign him to a one- or two-year deal, I, I'm not even sure what the money is, but I think that's a good player. And we can talk about this tomorrow because I think the plan is to talk about some safeties tomorrow. I, I would much rather sign Gethers to a one- or two-year deal worth four or five million a season than draft Jonathan Abram with the 58th pick. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, man, that's a good tease because, okay. yes, I would. <laughs> uh, I, I, we're going to have to keep an eye on Gathers. I, I do think I do think this is a, a guy that could be proved to be a value signing. Again, only 26 years old, only been in the league for four years, but, man, those tackle numbers are insane. Pro Football Focus had him as one of the most efficient tacklers in the league. So something to keep your eye on over the next couple days. I just I, I just think that he, he's one of these guys that you know they we talk about like 
fit, right? Like for for teams, I just think he's one of these guys who is going to fit better in our team than 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 a lot of other teams. I, I don't know that he's a good enough cover guy to be usable for some of these uh, these non you know cover one cover three majority teams. I mean, I, I just think that th- his best football it clearly came the year that. You know, he was in the league for three years previous to this. His best football happened to come the year that uh, uh, that they get mm-hmm. Eberflus in there. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's that's a coincidence. This guy is, I mean, he was miscast as anything other than a strong safety. Uh, he's not an elite, you know, speed guy. Uh, he's not going to be a guy you're going to want covering uh, uh, water bugs in the slot consistently. But if you're talking about shallow zones, if you're talking about covering in the flat, if you're talking about being a physical presence in the run game, uh, this is your guy. And I think he, I think he could pair well with someone like mm-hmm. Xavier Woods, allow him to play more back end, and and you know, uh, he can take some of the uh, responsibility of needing to come up and. and clean up Jeff Heath's right, tackles. The, the thing that I want the Cowboys to be more this year is I want them to be more multiple in defense. I want them to have a lot of different answers to the problems that are going to come up throughout the season. For example, in the Rams game, they just didn't have a safety on the roster that they felt good enough to to come up and play the run. If you switch Heath and Gethers in that game, I guarantee you the Cowboys do not give up 300 yards rushing in that game because that's what his specialty is. There's going to be games where gathers doesn't fit because a team has an athletic tight end or they go to more spread concepts that's okay you can put jeff heath in there i think that's what the cowboys are trying to do is find a lot of different pieces this year i i think it's so overblown when you look at a a starting roster and you say these are our 11 starters on defense and these are the guys that are going to play all the snaps the nfl doesn't work that way you need to have 16 17 18 guys that you feel really comfortable with playing uh, from game to game, and I think Gathers is just a, an interesting piece of the puzzle. So, any last thoughts before we move on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think if you look at what they've done on defense, they've answered the call to, okay, we've got two or three of these guys on our defense that are not elite, and we're not going to replace them with elite players. But the way to help them out is to give them guys who can yes. rotate with yes. them uh, that are on equal levels, that are or on maybe a slightly better level, and that's what we got here with looking at Clayton Gathers and Jeff Heath. It's the same thing we got with Covington right. and with Woods. I think is that they like Woods a lot, but the problem is is that Woods is not, you know, he he's not elite, and he's not, uh, uh, you know, when you when you he's a he's he's very good and a tryhard player, but a tryhard player. 900 snaps into the season in the playoffs when you need him the most is going to eventually wear down and not be able to play at the same level by providing another guy who can play at that level with that intensity that that can alternate with them you're extending the life of all the players involved and I think that that's where they decided to kind of go there instead of trying to go get elite players at the position at these specific positions strong safety and nose tackle the two positions of on the defense that have the least amount of market value let's say right you can get quality players and depth at those spots 
for cheap. And I think that's what they've done. They've gotten two guys, two young guys of, of equal quality to what they already have on their roster to serve as mm-hmm. 50-50, you know, rotational guys in order to keep their everyone fresh. Uh, I'm not allowed to talk about Antoine Woods on this podcast, apparently. I, I don't know if you saw what happened over the week, but it, it's a... <laughs> no, you should explain. You should explain what happened okay, over, fine, the fine, fine. <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, so over yeah. the weekend, I made a pitch for the Cowboys to sign Adama Kinsu just because... I think if anybody can get, unlock him to be a Pro Bowl defensive tackle again, it's Rob Marinelli. Uh, so I tweeted. And by the way, how how dare you, sir? How <laughs> dare you suggest that that that, that someone that someone right, signs right, somebody? Right. How so dare didn't you? tag any players, but apparently some of our defensive tackles on the roster got in their feelings a little bit and started to tweet at me about it. So apparently, according to some of the fans that listen to this podcast, even. Uh, Ndamukong Sue is not even in the same league as Antoine Woods, but <sighs> wow, I know. Wow. All right, that uh, is it for. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> that's it for today's show. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Please do not tweet at Antoine Woods. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. You can tweet. You can tweet I'm at, at me. Marcus though. underscore Mosier. We will see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.